the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. Well, in the Bible, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11, where it says, God shall send them strong delusion. Question, what does the phrase strong delusion mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether we are in the church or whether we are outside the church? We want you to join us now as we come to part three in this new series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. Thank you so much for that powerful introduction. The Lord always uses you in a mighty way when it comes to uh, starting the program off, and we appreciate you very much for that in the Lord. And we want to thank everybody out there for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be encouraged and blessed by our program tonight. And as Brother Gary said, this brings us to part three. And tonight we come to uh, this continuation of why God sends strong delusions. And we are basing this upon Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 10, 11, and 12. And let me read that to you again. And we want to encourage you to get your Bibles out so you can follow along. And uh, verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not. Notice the word not. It's just something that they don't want to do. They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. They just don't want to be saved, see? And you can't force a person to come to know Jesus. It's the working of the Holy Spirit to woo them and convict them. But this word not is mentioned two times in these verses of Scripture. Look at verse 11. And for this cause, oh, that word cause is a powerful word, for this cause. What cause? For this cause. God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. Verse 12 that they all might be damned. Who want to experience that? But that's what's going to happen to all those who are in this strong, delusional mentality lifestyle, that they all might be damned who believe not. There's the word not again. Even though, notice I said the word not is mentioned two times in verse 10 and here in verse 12, that... Uh, they all might be damned who believe not. Oh, it's very important that you believe in God 
Believe in Christ. Believe in the Bible. Believe in his word. Believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's why they don't want to accept the truth, because they want to have pleasure in unrighteousness. And you know, when I thought about this, I thought about what Jesus said in John chapter 3. He said, they will not come to the light because men love darkness more than the light. It's not because they are an atheist, agnostic, and skeptic that they don't want to come. It's because Jesus nailed it on the head when he said, because men love darkness more than the light. That's why they don't want to come. And this fits right into what the Apostle Paul is saying, that they uh, have pleasure in unrighteousness. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and edification and exhortation of his holy word. Now, I want to take my time with this tonight, and I want to build on this because this is a terrifying and and uh, tremendous chapter, but a warning and wake-up chapter, and we need to read it as Christians as well as non-Christians, and it's a wake-up call for all of us that if we don't watch it, we can end up in this strong delusional state, and uh, there can never be a return out of it. Now, in this study tonight, I want to ask the same question over and over and over again in the format of a serious teaching from Second Thessalonians 2, verses 10 through 12. And please pay attention to the question. This is the question, and you might even want to write it down. How can people, how can people believe something is so right when it is really so wrong? That's the question. How can people believe something is so right when it is really so wrong? Why do they do this? Well, the answer is because God is sending them strong delusions because they reject the love of the truth. That's why. But that's a serious question. And here are some examples of how people believe something is so right when it's really so wrong. And you just can't uh, break that conviction on the part of people because they are set and conditioned in their ways. Unless the Holy Spirit, like my mentor said, Walter Martin, open up their eyes and their ears through the Holy Spirit, they'll never see. They'll continue to be the way they are because a lot of people are programmed and conditioned by Satan. And until the Holy Spirit open up their eyes and their ears, they'll never be able to come to the reality of what God is calling them to do. So, How can people believe something is so right when it's really so wrong? Well, the first point that I want to bring out is when you get involved with a constant rejection, deliberate, willful rejection of God, of Christ, and the wooing of the conviction of the Holy Spirit, where one has no desire for the Bible and going to church— but they get conditioned and set in their ways by staying at home every Sunday, never attending Bible study, where one puts their job, family, friends, vacation, sports, and jogging 
on Sunday and playing sports every Sunday and throughout the week. And this can cause God, after a while, you keep on doing that and you get program and condition in doing that, this can cause God to send strong delusions. Why? Because you are constantly rejecting the love of the truth. You see how that works together? The rejection of the love of the truth on a consistent, deliberate, willful basis will program you and condition you to reject the love of the truth. And when you consistently do that, God has no other choice but to allow you and allow those strong delusions to come upon you where you become illusional, delusional, and thinking what you are doing is right when it is really wrong. You notice how I, I posed that question? How can people believe something is so right when it's really so wrong? Because the conditioning set in their ways, stubbornness, willfulness, rebellion against the God of the Bible. Now, secondly, when it comes to homosexuality, men with men, lesbianism, women with women, and when it comes to gay marriages, where they honestly and truthfully believe it is normal for them to marry this way and that God approves them in marriage this way, and anybody objects or disagrees with them from a biblical perspective, they call them homophobic or racist, And they try to argue that they are being treated just like the blacks were treated during the civil rights movement. How sick is that? How sick to think that way when you are doing something abnormal, unchristian, and then you try to blame it on being treated like the people were treated during the civil rights movement. So they get to the point where they get so conditioned and programmed that they, that they are being uh, accepted with this lifestyle of the gay marriage. Even many liberal churches are ordaining homosexuals into the ministry, along with this abominable sins of the transgenders, who are not only having operations to change their sexual organs, But now are many children and teenagers and adults are arguing that they were born different from the way they were originally created by God. And many of these transgenders, they are having reassignment surgeries to try to make those thoughts become a reality. And many of these children are being accepted by their parents for what they choose to do, and even schools for the way they feel, the way they are sexually. You can feel a lot of ways, and the devil feeds on feelings, you see. It has nothing to do with faith. You know, people are going to get to the point where they can say, well, you know what? I was really born a dog. And then society is going to start saying, You know, yeah, you were born a dog. You weren't born a human. 
We can start to choose to pick and choose anything we want to after a while. So even our society has accepted this and many liberal churches. And why is all of this going on today in our world? Well, the answer is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. The Apostle Paul says, And for this cause, what cause? Rejecting the truth that God designed marriage for a man and a woman, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, or Jeeve and Beeve. And the Apostle Paul says, For this cause God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. It's a lie to believe in the transgender thing. It's a lie, gay marriages. It's a lie, all of this stuff that has to do with homosexuality and lesbianism and all of that stuff. Satan is the father of lies. According to Jesus in John 8 and 44, He says, Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. And we better be careful because we can get duped, manipulated, and blinded. Satan has even lied to people regarding eliminating, saying now in many places, boys' restroom, girls' restroom, men's restroom, and women's restroom to unisex restrooms. It is frightening times in which we live because God is sending them strong delusion because of what? Because they're consistently, deliberately rejecting the truth of the word of God. And God gets to the place, well, he'll just back up and leave you to yourself like it says in Romans chapter 1, a reprobated mind. So this is really Something else, the question, how can people believe something is so right when it's really so wrong? Why do they do that? Because God is sending them strong delusions that they would believe a lie over the truth. And you know what? I'm not going to let the just uh, meddle with the gay community. I'm going to say something thirdly about the heterosexual. In our world today, in the heterosexual world, in the churches— And outside the churches, many people are practicing sins of fornication, adultery, and pornography, and prostitution. And many of these people do these sins over and over and over without a conscience to repent and turn from it. And then, after a while, even some of these people in churches and outside the churches, they do it so long that their conscience becomes seared and with a hot iron, towards doing what is right. And why do they do it? Because God has sent them, even heterosexuals, strong delusions that they would believe a lie. And you keep on believing that lie in the homosexual and heterosexual world, there is an answer for you. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, that those who practice these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm going to say this in conclusion because I'll pick up with this next time. Because how can people do something so right when it's really wrong? And we'll pick up next time dealing with this abortion thing. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches and turn to Jesus and repent now. Because now is the accepted time. Brother Gary. All right. What a word for tonight. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. 
Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. And once again, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been diligent in praying for Contending for the Faith. Without your prayers and faithful support, we never would have been on the air for as long as we have. We also want to thank those who gave over this week, Jackie, Richard, Carol, Gary, Ronald, Diane, uh, Katie, Nancy, and Jerry. Uh, we can't thank you enough. You know, words can't express how deeply affected we are by your giving and your prayers. It's such an important, encouraging thing to know that you're standing with us in this vital ministry. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air. We are listener-supported, so if you've been blessed by the program and Dr. Bugner's teachings, uh, we just want to encourage you, partner with us to keep this vital program on the air we need your help always to, to keep this thing going. Um, we need your prayers. We need your consistent giving. There's two ways you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler. Just get on your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, and go to go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. Um, we, again, can't thank you enough for your giving, and we just want to encourage those of you who have never given, this is a good opportunity. Now's the time to step up to the plate. Hit a home run for this ministry, for contending for the faith. Hit a home run for all those who are listening. Hit a home run for all those whose lives will be touched and changed for all of eternity by your giving. I truly believe one day you'll stand before God. He'll say, look around and behind you, there will be a multitude of people that have got into heaven. And you're going to ask, who are those people, Lord? And he's going to say, those are the people that you're giving touched and are now in heaven because of what you gave. It's, an, it's so important. You know, we always encourage you that uh, the tithe belongs to the local church. But if God has blessed you to be able to give above the tithe, then consider contending for the faith. You know, last week we were so touched by one of our listeners called in and, and issued a $200 matching challenge, you know. And it was just so wonderful that uh, they were convicted and she called in and she just... Uh, was so blessed and touched by the, the the program and having been a listener for so long. And this week she sent us a note of encouragement along with with uh, the $200 blessing. So here it says, Dr. Buckner and Gary, uh, this gift is in response uh, to uh, your giving of your time and talents to keep uh, this program on the air. Uh, she says, I am blessed by the depth and breadth of your teaching uh, to truly be able to to call in uh, to your show and share our thoughts and feelings uh, on the myriad of topics you delve into is indeed sweet. God bless you, Katie. You know, we were just so blessed by that and touched. And, you know, drop us a note of encouragement. Um, again, if God has blessed you to be able to partner with us financially, it doesn't matter how much you give. Just give as God leads you. $5, $10, whatever the Lord lays on your heart. But, you know, be an encouragement. Be a blessing for time and eternity and partner with us here at Contending 
for the faith. We just want to remind you that Dr. Buckner is going to be doing a seminar entitled The Trinity and Spiritual Warfare. These are two major areas the church has not been equipped in. Dr. Buckner will make sure you are equipped in these areas. We invite you, all, all the Bay Area and beyond, to come out and be blessed in the Lord. It's going to be Saturday, September 30th, um, from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. It's an all-day seminar. It's free of charge. Um, it's going to be held at the Highway International Church, 1319 West Texas Street, Fairfield, California. You know, the Trinity and spiritual warfare, these are two areas that you are, they're non-negotiable. You as a Christian need to know and understand these two vital important areas of, of, our, of the church and of biblical teaching. It is so vital. And yet so many don't understand um, the Trinity. So many have it all messed up. So many are not even on the page when it comes to spiritual warfare, Dr. Buckner. It's just amazing. You know, most Christians are, are literally, it's like, you, you, can you imagine in your mind a battlefield? And bombs are going off and machine gun fire and people are yelling and screaming. And all of a sudden, here comes a streaker right across the battlefield. Everything stops and shuts down because everybody's looking at who is a streaker running across this live battlefield. And that's just how Christians are. We're like streakers running across a war zone. We don't even know the bullets are firing and bombs are going off because we're so ill-equipped. We don't understand warfare. And every believer needs to be able to understand spiritual warfare as it relates to Ephesians. So we want to encourage you, come out, learn about the Trinity, learn about spiritual warfare so you can stop being defeated by the enemy. So many believers every day are getting shot to pieces because they don't understand. Every day they get out there because they're not equipped, they're getting whipped. So we want to encourage you, come out and be a part of this Saturday, September the 30th from 9 to 3.30. It's no charge. You will be blessed. Make sure you're there. Finally, um, Dr. Buckner will be a guest on Craig Roberts' show, Lifeline, this coming Thursday, September the 14th at 5 o'clock p.m. right here on KFAX. So you don't have to travel for that one other than travel to the room where your radio is in and turn on the dial <laughs> at, at 5 o'clock this Thursday, September 14th, KFAX 1100. If you hear my voice, you're on the station right now. So it's that simple. So... Saturday, uh, Thursday, September 14th, 5, 5 o'clock p.m. on KFAX 1100, discussing his upcoming conference on Saturday, September 30th. So if you want a, a little sneak preview of, of what we're going to be talking about, tune in that day. So uh, we just want to encourage you. There's a lot of great stuff going on. You don't want to miss it. Tune in this Thursday for Craig Roberts' Lifeline Show. You'll get to hear Dr. Buckner again and be able to call in and talk about the topic, specifically that topic. And we don't want to miss the Trinity and Spiritual Warfare Seminar Saturday, September 30th from 9 to 3.30. That's all I got to say, Dr. Buckner. I'm out. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you covered enough stuff to be out. Amen. And you did a great job in the Lord. And we just want to encourage everybody out there to really uh, just to make a note of that, uh, the information given. And we want to encourage everybody to come out and Really be a part of this uh, conference and because we want to meet you, but we want to teach you as well. You know, the word of God and you will be blessed, as Brother Gary has said. And uh, also, again, tune in to uh, Lifeline on uh, 
uh, Thursday. They want me to come in around about 4 o'clock, and uh, I'm not for sure the exact time. I'll be on probably the first hour or maybe the two hours, so we don't know, but we'll see what the Lord has in store. And uh, thank you all for your support and your prayers, and each week we depend upon you because we need 400 now for this coming week, so we want to encourage people to step up to the plate and knock a home run. Uh, Brother Gary, let's get to our callers. All right, we're going to go to our first caller, CC on line one. How are you doing tonight, Brother CC? Uh, CC? I think I hear something. Yeah, hello? All right, we almost went to the next caller, so make sure that you're <laughs> right there when we call your name. Okay, I said hello, I guess you guys didn't hear me. No, something was happening, I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't know, it was maybe uh, some technical problem yeah. or something like that. Yeah. All righty, well, good to hear your voice, and how are you doing this evening? Um, I'm hanging in here. Well, that's the way to be. That's the way to be. And what's on your heart tonight? Before I get into the, uh, before I ask you the question, if you could just make, a, if you could elaborate on that, um, I know you was you were talking about um, the strong delusions and how people are, are giving over believing in gay marriages are okay and you know the transgender and all that stuff. I just wonder if you could elaborate on that a little bit more because I know a lot of people who are caught up in that and it's just, it's just ridiculous even in the church and especially among like you mentioned our youth. You know, what I'm saying I noticed that around the kids and even young adults, even the young adults between the ages of eighteen and forty-five, they're stuck in this. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it just boils down to what I've been teaching on is a rejection of the truth. And, you know, know, you get to the point in life, whether you're a teenager or adult or a senior, uh, if uh, the Word of God comes to you and is speaking to you and uh, trying to bring you over to the truth, uh, after a while, you know, you keep rejecting it. This is what the Apostle Paul is saying under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If you keep on rejecting the truth. And the truth can be presented where other Christians are trying to share it with you, and you have a hard heart, and you're stubborn, rebellious, and want to do it your way. See, the problem what's wrong with man today is that he thinks that he's God. He thinks that he's sufficient to control his own world without God. And this is the trap that he did in the Garden of Eden. When he came in the Garden of Eden, he told Eve, if you eat of this fruit, you'll be uh, as God. In other words, he was saying you're going to be uh, omnipotent, you know, all-powerful. You'll be omniscient, all-wise. You'll be immutable, unchangeable, and omnipresent. He was lying to her, and he was literally saying you can be equal to God, and you can do the things God does, and that's the problem that's wrong with our world today. They don't, they don't believe that they need a God. They don't need a Savior. They don't need to be talked about that they're a sinner. They don't need to take heed to a suffering Savior who died a despicable death for despicable sinners. They feel like, I'm sufficient, and I'm righteous in and of myself. Well, you keep thinking that way. This is what the Apostle Paul is saying under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You keep thinking that way, and you keep rejecting the truth of the Word of God. And after a while, it says, for this cause. What cause? The cause of rejecting Christ over and over and over again. So 
if this is a pattern and a conditioning over and over and over again, it gets to a point like what God did with the tribe of Ephraim. It says that Ephraim has joined himself to idols, therefore leave him alone. And it falls into Romans chapter 1, where it says God gave them up. God gave them up. It says it over and over. God gave them up to a reprobate mind. In other words, he will uh, send these strong delusions after a while and allow you to be fixated into your own lifestyle. And that's a scary state to be in. And this message, this series, is appropriate for our world today. And uh, even with the leader of North Korea, you know, he's set in his ways, you know. And there are some Christians, they're being persecuted in North Korea, but they're presenting the gospel, some radio stuff out there. He wants nothing to do with it because he believes that he's God. And when his... uh, his brother, uh, his uncle got in the way of his his powerful position. He had his brother, he had his uncle killed, and he had his half-brother murdered as well because he believes that he's God. And this is the problem that's wrong with our world today. You don't have to be the leader of North Korea to believe that. Satan lies to us every day. And you may say, well, I'm not God. I don't believe that. But when you lean to your own understanding and you believe you can live without God and without Jesus Christ, you are saying, in essence, I'm God and I can make it without him. And that's a setup by the enemy because the writer of Proverbs says, there is a way that seemeth right unto men, but the end thereof are the ways to death. It's going to lead you to death. That's what it's going to do. And so we got to wake up to the call of God, the warnings of God, the convictions of God, the wooing of the Holy Spirit, and you got to wake up out of your conditioning. I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's people in, 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 in this line of work or somebody outside this line of work, no matter what type of profession you do. If you get set in your ways and get programmed in your ways and you don't have a conscience to wake up to the things of God, then you may be in that strong delusional state, and that's a scary state to be in. So hopefully that helps out. That helps out a lot. Thanks a lot. Yes. And and, and what's your, your question? Other I want to ask you a quick question. Um, it's in uh, Acts chapter 1. It's actually the latter part of verse uh, verse 5. But if uh, you want me to read it? Yes, please do. Okay, and I'll start, start at the beginning, too, because he said this. He says, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you could elaborate on that, I appreciate it. Right. Well, well let's, let's take a quick break, and we come back. Dr. Buckner, I'll answer that question. Okay? Sounds good. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Okay, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> That's an old saying that says, stop while you're ahead. <laughs> Amen. And again, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith, and all of you over the past week who have stepped up to the plate to, to be a blessing financially. 
uh, to the ministry. We can't thank you enough. And we just want to encourage the rest of you. It's time to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith. If you've been listening to this broadcast for for years and we've been on the air for uh, going on, what, 12 years now? I, I can't. I've lost track. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, and some of you have, have been there from the beginning when we were way, way back. Um, initially, our program used to be two hours long. Um, and some of you remember that. Um, and sadly, some of you have been there from the beginning and have have yet to send a dime, have yet to send a note of encouragement, anything, you know, haven't called in yet, just kind of sitting out there quietly listening. We need you to do more than just quietly listen now. We need you to step up to the plate and become active and uh, being a blessing, not only to this ministry, but to everybody get, that listens to the ministry to help us stay and remain on the air. There's two ways that you can donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way to give is just so much easier Everybody has a smartphone these days. We may be, we may not as be as smart enough to use them, <laughs> but we have them. Um, we have a laptop. Some of us have tablets. Some of us have multiple devices. Pick one and go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and hit the donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. Once again, we want to uh, mention that Dr. Buckner is giving a seminar, um, The Trinity and Spiritual Warfare. It's going to happen Saturday, September 30th from 9 to 3.30 p.m. This is a free event. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be at Highway International Church, 1319 West Texas Street, Fairfield, California. That's going to be Saturday, September the 30th from 9 to 3.30 p.m., we don't want you to miss this important event. You will come away blessed, and you'll be able to to speak intelligently about the Trinity. You'll be able to speak intelligently about spiritual warfare. You know, we are to study to show ourselves approved. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Here's an opportunity for you to do just that. And I guarantee, you know... Uh, or your money back that you will be blessed. Of course, we're not charging you anything, so there won't be any money back situation. <laughs> Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, so much for those announcements. And we were uh, talking with um, uh, Cece before the commercial break. And Cece, you still there? Yes, I am. Yes, let me kind of elaborate a little bit on this uh, verse of Scripture, Acts 1 and verse 5. Um, so, we see here, starting off with verse 4, and being assembled together with them. The word assemble here is another word for Jesus having time with them before he went to be back with the Father, breaking bread with them. Over and over and over, Jesus um, broke bread with the disciples and fellowship with them. And in that fellowship, he told them to wait for the promise of the Father. What is the promise? The promise uh, was the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 5, it talks about Jesus says, And John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit uh, not many days hence. Now, uh, Jesus in the Gospels had said over and over, 
he said to them uh, that uh, John will baptize you with water, but uh, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This is the fulfillment of what Jesus said earlier in the Gospels, that he would baptize them with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And this principle applies to us today. Now, uh, when he talked about the Holy Spirit, uh, we see this also manifested in Hebrews 6 and 2, uh, when it says the doctrine of baptism. When they experienced the early church, the uh, experiences of the doctrine of baptism, which is not talking about the water baptism, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit and in fire and power, uh, they experience uh, not only uh, these two Greek words, exousia, uh, which is talking about the authority of God. They experienced that when the power came upon them, the exousia, and they also experienced the other Greek word, which is dunamis, which is translated in English dynamite. And so that's why the early church were bold at what they were doing for the work of God. They were bold in witnessing, bold in willing to die for Christ, bold in the sacrifice of service for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say this uh, in closing on this, that you may want to look at uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1 and verse 5. Uh, I did a teaching on this before, and it talks about how uh, the Apostle Paul says in verse 5, for our gospel, that's the uh, kerygma, the Greek word for gospel is kerygma, meaning good news. The gospel came not unto you in word only. See, in a lot of the churches, we only got the word and we preach the word and it only stops there. But the Apostle Paul is saying, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. So when you look at this whole list, you have the word gospel, which is the good news that Christ came back from the dead uh, and that he rose bodily. And then he talks about the word, which is the uh, the written word. And then when he says, and also in power, he's, that word is the Greek word charisma. That means the spiritual gifts and also in the Holy Spirit. So when you have that whole package together, you become a powerful weapon for God and his kingdom work. So you want to look at First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 5 because it's loaded it's loaded with saying, churches, stop just preaching the word. You got to exercise the gifts and you got to also be filled with the Holy Spirit and be baptized in the anointing, appointing, and approving of the Holy Spirit. So hopefully that helps you out in that uh, explanation of that verse of Scripture. Thanks a lot. Yes, it did. And I could see the Spirit is working through you powerfully. Oh, My thank goodness. you. Thank you so much. And. And what's your prayer request? We got several other callers. Yeah, pray for me and my family and um, my mother, my father, Rosalind, and just just lift up Eddie Murphy and Tom Cruise. Okay, we we're going to do that, and we're going to have Brother Gary to 
lift uh, these prayer requests. All right. Lord, we just thank you for Brother Cece. We pray, Lord God, that you meet every need that's represented in his life, especially in regard to his mother and his family. Lord God, we also lift up Tom Cruise and Eddie Murphy and, and the celebrities we've prayed for over the weeks. Lord God, we just pray that you bring people into their lives, Lord God, that they would hear God's word and, and respond, Lord God. Not only just hear the word, but Lord God, let it be convicting their hearts, Lord God, that they would turn and be saved. We thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, CC, for your call and your question. Thank you. Amen. Who we have next? We All have right. Brother Jermaine's waiting. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing very well. Well, that's good. Uh, we appreciate your patience with us tonight. And What's on your heart, my brother? Well, uh, first, first of all, I've got to thank you for a powerful word. I think it was necessary for, for the times we're living in, so thank you for that. Well, thank you. appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask a question about, um, you know, the current situation with, with uh, well, it seems our, our world ecosystem has kind of gone off. And you see all these hurricanes and, and uh, that coinciding with the issues with our country and, and you know, the uh, – crazy person in Korea Korea with the with the uh, hand on the nuclear button. It, it just seems like all these situations simultaneously are kind of coming to a head, and I'm, I'm not a doom and gloom person. I don't necessarily think that's the end and whatnot, but I just wondered how much of this is God in control doing purposely and how much of it is him allowing it, because me and my friends always get into a polite debate over, over that God actually controlling every single thing that happens versus him being able to control it and just allowing it. So what would you say about that? Well, that's a very good question. I think you have to look at this from several different perspectives. And uh, when you look at the totality of Scripture, and you've got to look at it, number one, uh, when God cursed the earth in the book of Genesis, uh, you know, the earth has been affected on a large scale everywhere. So when we think about the hurricanes and earthquakes, as Matthew 24, Jesus said in the last days, there will be uh, earthquakes and, and diverse places. But when we think about the curse in the Garden of Eden, the earth has been cursed, and therefore anything can disrupt and erupt at the a drop of a hat. So uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on with the hurricanes and stuff like that is the result of a cursed creation. And I think we always got to mention that, but also there are other points with that. I believe that uh, we have to look at this sometimes from, from the perspective of even the book of Job, where we see in the book of Job that God gave Satan permission to attack Job and his family and, uh, you know, all hell broke out loose with uh, Mother Nature and came up on Job's family. So it can, it can range from a cursed creation. It can range from uh, God sometime allowing Satan to have access. And then other times it can be a situation just like the disciples were on the Sea of Galilee uh, where he allowed that storm to happen. And another case would be Jonah. You know, God told him to go to Nineveh, and uh, he uh, didn't want to go, and the uh, people ended up repenting, and he got upset about it, and then he left and got on God's sea, and then God prepared a big uh, fish and took him on a submarine ride, and like one Nazarene 
uh, preacher one time said, God never compels us to go. He never compels us to go against our wills. But when he gets through with us, we'll be willing to go. And then it says when that uh, big fish spewed him out, it says uh, it was like a day's journey for him getting there. And he got there in a day's journey. It was a little while, but he got there quickly. So uh, when you talk about this thing of hurricanes, I would say number one, on a greater level, it's the result of a cursed creation. But uh, when I brought out those other principles, it's uh, something that we have to look at, too. And I believe that God is allowing it, and I believe ultimately he's allowing it so that he can draw people closer to him and that sort of thing, because uh, it wouldn't be happening unless he allowed it. And then, But the thing about it, will it drive the people to the Lord? We see people now getting in their cars uh, because they are in a physical storm, and they are driving uh, north. They're driving various places to get away from this storm. They're doing everything they can to get away, and they are quickly leaving and hastily leaving. And I'm thinking about this. I said, what if they came to grips with the spiritual storm and ran to Jesus and ran to the churches, ran to do what God called them to do. We should be running to Jesus like the way we're running from this storm. A storm hit us physically, and the first thing we do, we got to get out for our life because there's danger of us dying. Well, what about hell? What about dying without Jesus and going to hell? That's worse of a storm than the storm that these people are in. We need to be running to Jesus. That's what we need to be doing right now. And even those people need to be going to churches. Yeah, they're going to run away from the storm. But when you go to this certain place away from the storm, go to church. I mean, that's what they need to do. They need to be convicted to go to church wherever they're going to be going. So hopefully that helps you out. That was a powerful word. You actually answered what I was going to say for part two for next week as far as the enemy having a certain amount of control. But, yeah, yeah I appreciate it, Dr. Butler. Real, real powerful show tonight. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Anytime people want to get a copy, let us know. Thank you so much for your call. All right. We're going to try to uh, squeeze in Sally real quick. We only got two minutes. Sally, are you there? Here. I don't know. Uh, rising inequality was a, a, a research thing that some Stanford uh, professors did and they were written up in the Stanford Magazine of August, and they said that that was the problem that we're having now because we don't have the parents' economy. And having lived with my parents from 1930 on, uh, the the first one of the worst examples of believing a lie was in 1950 when we took uh, evolution a theory. Uh, and it was chosen over our biblical truth. And oh, yeah. Number, and number two, and it, you can stop me if you want. Well, we're going to we're gonna have to stop because we got the music. But can you call in next week and call us right away, and we'll get you in so we can finish this dialogue with you because you're hitting on something very impertinent and important that we need to hear as well as the listening audience. So we're sorry about that, but uh, hopefully you'll call in next week. Well, I didn't realize how much time flies. With Amen. You. Thank Amen. you for, well, thank you you for your for call. Thank All you right. for your call. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to <clears throat> thank Vince, our engineer, 
Frederick, our phone counselor, Brother Guy Fortson, for being in the studio with us, praying, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's uh, important program. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.